Hi friends, welcome to Sole Deo Gloria. I'm your host and your friend Gracie Witty, and today I have two special guests with me, Thornton and Charity. Hey. Say hi, Thornton. Hello. So <laughs> first off, I just want to dive right in this because we don't have much time and I know there's so much to talk about with both of you, but how did you come to know Christ, Charity? So I grew up in a Christian household ever since I was little. I got baptized at seven, but I feel like I really got to know what a relationship with God looked like around like 13, 14, and that's just where I kind of took off. So like my story is just, I've always seen my parents in the field. I've always seen my parents like be in the mission field. So I've had really good examples. Um, and I encountered Jesus um, whenever I started going to Antioch, which is my home church. And ever mm -hmm. since then, I've just, you know, grown in Christ. So. Yeah. Thornton, how did you come to know Christ? Uh, I I grew up in the church, and apparently my parents say that I was naturally inclined to enjoying church and going to church all the time, uh, but I never really had a true relationship up until probably my sophomore year of high school, I'd say. Uh, something happened, and that really turned my life around. And I was asking for like the meaning of life, even though I should have known going in, going to a Christian school and then growing up in church, the answer would be obvious, you would think. But uh, I just read Ecclesiastes and I found my answer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say the answer. You can read Ecclesiastes to find out for yourself. Oh, go search on your own. <laughs> Charity, I know you mentioned like being a pastor's kid, but how have you practically dealt with being in the public eye and also trying to maintain just an intimate relationship with the Lord and not experience what others would say is like a burnout in faith? Yeah, I've actually been held really accountable with that kind of stuff because it's really easy to um, let lies get in your head of, oh, you mm. have to owe up to what your parents are doing or you have to carry that same walk that they have with God. But um, people have just always spoken to me, like, you have your own walk with God, you have your own life, like, but not in a rebellious way, but, like, there's a specific calling on your life, too, but you don't have to owe up to your par parents' standards, like, and they have never told me, like, hey, you have to owe up to them. It's just a lie that I, I used to believe. Um, but finding who I was I just I got a prophetic word at Antioch again mm -hmm. I got a prophetic word saying I would be a leader and I'd be set apart and mm -hmm. looking at where I am now like I've definitely gone through that part that thing of being set apart you know having to step out and be the one that's different and make the harder decisions and I wouldn't I really wouldn't have you know understood that if I wouldn't have my parents wouldn't have given my counsel so I do thank them and I am proud that proud of like how they've raised me um, even though there has been hard moments with ministry, but it's definitely paid off. Yeah, I love that. Thornton, how did being raised in a private school, like you mentioned, and then heading to a public college change your walk with Christ? Hmm. Um, well, sad thing is the going into private school, there was, I didn't really see much of a difference between my old public school, um, in St. Louis and the private school I went to in, uh, Oklahoma, um, not just the school overall, it's a good school, but it was more of the people and the culture that mm -hmm. I, I just noticed that some people did not really live the way they professed. And so um, it was basically like a public school, but with extra steps, I would say. Um, so going into the public domain did not, there was no new shock to me. I was just praying for like really good group of guys and just brothers to just 
keep me accountable and just to grow with them as well. Um, so I, it, the only thing that has changed, I would say, is just new perspectives on life and actually reaching out to people and actually getting a uh, like a strong friend group in St. Louis uh, and also finding a mentor as well. Yeah. He's a nice, nice old man, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we know your guys' like testimonies and that you've been following the Lord for a while now and have grown mm -hmm. up in homes that have followed the Lord and now you're in a relationship together. How, simply, how did you guys meet and start a relationship? <laughs> um, I'll start because I feel like I share more details into this. But I went to CCS my sophomore year, and I stayed through sophomore and junior year. So we met sophomore year, and I thought he was a little, you know, he was like a smart kid. Like, everybody would go to him for homework. Yeah. I don't know why. He was super smart. Mm -hmm. He was kind of quiet around me, but I think it's because he liked me. <laughs> he was really quiet at first. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I was quiet around everybody. He was, no. <laughs> he was pretty popular, though, so I didn't really think much about it. But um, I think sophomore, no, no, no. Junior year is when you we left, right? I no 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 I left into junior year, but mm -hmm. we no no we tried to talk in sophomore year. Mm -hmm. How did that go? Um, no, there wasn't any like there wasn't any uh, uh chemistry because I've like mm -hmm. even though I will admit <laughs> yes I did have a little crush on her and but it faded away. But I just wanted to be friends, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was at the age like, where. Hey, Boys are girls. Boys are men. I'm not yeah. dating till I get married. Cooties. Yeah. So yeah. I was still at that age. So it didn't work out until like. So I actually ended up leaving mm -hmm. my junior year, and then I went to a school in Dell City, and we started talking again. I don't know how that revamped, but we started talking again over Instagram. Like he replied to my stories. So I just kind of noticed he was doing it more often. So I was like, oh, he might like me again or something. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. I don't know. And then that's when. You started getting involved. <laughs> you were in the background, like hyping him up, telling him, you know, just text her. So how did how was that like from that? your POV, Thornton? Yeah, how was that? Now that we charities. I was with Gracie key, though. I was high key afraid because I did not want to make uh previous mistakes. Or I just did not want to uh quote commit in a relationship before <laughs> um going to college because yeah. I was just like long distance. I can handle it, but what if there's like yeah. things that I get to do? And I wasn't thinking about like, what if there are other girls? My thought process was, what if there's a job? Mm. And, she, and my thought was, she's holding me back, quote, quote, you know? Yeah. But as time progressed, like she was more of a supporter. And I actually didn't know he was going to be going to college in St. Louis until mm -hmm. like we seriously started talking. And you're like, well, I might be going to college in St. Louis. Just so you, I put that out there. Yeah, I, like said might, yeah. I, may, I said might. I said might. I use those words like I might, I may. It was definitely. Was I definitely. signed up. I already signed up in January. I, was, <laughs> I knew I was going to that school. He didn't I want to scare me. Yeah, I knew I was going to that school in uh, my junior year. I was like, I'm going to the school. Like, I'm going to St. Louis and yeah. I'm going. So yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember how I processed that. I really took it well. I remember taking it well. But that kind of made me like, oh, I don't know, because what if, you know, I've heard yeah. bad stories been long distance. But going into it, we both, like, prayed about it. I know you prayed for, like, two whole weeks. You didn't want to tell me. Yeah. You didn't talk to me for two. I mean, you talked to me, but, like, you didn't, like, give me a full answer to, like, two weeks. Yeah. And then 
you what happened i think i feel like you said it first like i love your something i was like yeah, me too <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more like confirmation like yeah let's do this and the love yeah. you came later yeah yeah. Um, yeah, and then I started going to your soccer thing and stuff, and then Gracie would go with me because I was too nervous to go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, ever since then, we just been dating, and it's been a challenge every now and then, but like yeah. it's been very rewarding. Yeah. yeah, and like you guys, like we talked about, you know, having your testimonies, like knowing the Lord before getting in a is the most practical way that you guys have put Christ first in a relationship, especially being people that were raised in the church and have good examples in your life. Like I know both of your parents, like they're great examples of what a godly relationship is supposed to look like. So mm-hmm. how have you practically applied that to relationship? Okay. Well, from, we might have slightly two different views. Like we've done different mm-hmm. like methods, but mm-hmm. my, from my experience uh, in the relationship, I think our most uh, effective one is, keeping each other accountable on like reading, but mm-hmm. not as much as people think. It's like, okay, did you read like every month or so, not like every week, because mm-hmm. we want to have a relationship with God outside of each other. That's so good. Which is where a lot of, in my, yeah, in my perspective, I think a lot of Christian, quote, Christian relationships fall apart because there's one trying to be the priest and the other is just trying to be Good enough. Good enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. I uh, so I think that's most really effective because, um, especially if things go wrong, you know, we'll ask like, "Well, have you been reading and talking?" No. What do you think you should do? Read and talk to God. <laughs> okay. Then go do that. Okay. But the fun thing about that we do that for each other. It's like it's it's balances out like. Mm-hmm. Being each other's accountability partner, like be with someone who is your accountability partner, because it it will really help. And it's vice versa. If you're if they don't help you, you're gonna fall too. So I've learned, um, I've learned a lot yeah. uh, in this relationship. I also learned a lot more with my friendships with my brothers in St. Louis, because the way I interact with them, and we all have the same mentor. So what I learn, I try to apply it in this relationship because our our mentor is like. A relationship-based mentor just how to just interact with everybody and anybody and how to interact with god that's literally what he teaches us and that covers like a whole multitude of things so he's basically oh, yeah. like a life mentor but uh but no like some of the stuff i've learned from them i apply it to our relationship mm-hmm. because like these little things you can put them in anything mm-hmm. i'd say yeah 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 for me i would say the big thing is honoring each other and allowing to have each other have space like when mm. we first started dating, i was the one who like text me like i want to know what you're doing all this stuff and that was like a phase i had to come out of because i kept i had to like realize like yeah we're still individual people chasing dreams we live in two different states like i have to honor him by giving him space so that he can do what god wants him to do and trusting god's timing i guess i was just wow. nervous to be like, well, if I let God do doing, it may not work out how I want it. But really, like, that's the beauty of letting God do it because it's going to turn out how God wants it to be. So it, it was hard. There were a lot of arguments around that. <laughs> like, <laughs> once we got more mature with that, like, it's been so smooth and, like, more genuine. And we loved each other in that, like, wow, I see what your dreams and what you're going for. And, like, we like talking about our goals together and 
keeping each other accountable, like with goals and Jesus. And then it's really important also to have a relationship with God, like he said, outside of the relationship, because mm-hmm. that's initially what's going to drive your relationship is when it's your personal relationship with God. Yeah, that's so good, guys. Both of those. I'm just like, <laughs> yes, let's go. Um, how has long distance, though, shifted your relationship? And how have you been able to keep a firm foundation, both spiritually but also just some practicals and like tips for others that are in long distance relationships. Cause majority of the listeners are college kids and like, you yeah. know, it's more common in college to have long distance relationships. Yeah. But yeah. So like spiritually, but also practically, how do you keep your firm foundation in long distance? Mm. Okay. So I feel like people see long distance as you never get to see them. It's super bad hard. You cry all the time when you see them. It's, you're, you're all googly-eyed and you never get to face like the hard things because you're never with each other. But really, it's it's more than that. I feel like it's more rewarding to be long distance because, yes, when you see them, it's like, oh, I love you so much. I miss you, blah, blah, But when you're apart, it's really, for me personally, it's helped me to be able to focus on, you know, schoolwork and driving myself because whenever he's here, like, I want to be with him a lot. So when he's gone, it helps me to kind of focus in on, like, this is the things that matters right now. So then um, in the future – wherever things lead, like, we're going to be able to balance that out and not just be, like, fully obsessed with each other. Mm, yeah. Like, we're going to be able to balance it out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's spot on. I, that, uh, I'm to think here. take yours. Uh, <laughs> well, I was a different case because I'm not as, like, yeah, you're not. Attached or <laughs> I don't want to say clingy, but I'm not that attached to people. You know, I'm just like, all right, I need you when I need you. <laughs> yeah. You're just more reserved than Charity I'm, I'm more, is. Yeah, I'm a yeah. lot more reserved. And it's gotten better, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm still reserved. <laughs> like, but I know there's a, like, there's a time and a place. It's my dad will always tell me. Um, but, no, there's, like, a time and a place. And so I really took that going into the relationship like i know it's gonna be long distance and but i can't be dwelling on her all the time because that's going to distract me from my school and then if i can't do school i have to come back here which i don't want to come back here for that reason because then and then i have to do that then it's gonna mess with everything else and blah 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 blah. and it's like well if i don't focus on god then i might have to come back here anyway or i have to do something else blah 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 it's like all these little things like if i don't put in the right amount of time and each of these little buckets, then uh, it's not going to work out as well. Mm-hmm. So like finding that balance wasn't really hard for me, but there can be like too much. It's like you do everything else, but you don't really give the other person that attention they need, which I did a few times, I'd say. I said I did that a few times because I was really passionate in my work and what I was doing, but mm-hmm. sometimes I had to like just like, Reel it in, like okay, what? Uh, let's reel it in right quick because there's like there'll be moments where like the communication is just, hey, how are you? Good, good night, good morning. How are you? Da da da. But we have those moments, but the difference is it's not because of putting too much time into something else. It's because the time we put into the other things have grown. Mm. And we realize that we have to, like, okay, I'm going to be busy today. It's FYI. So you have to communicate and just tell that person that. So you will have those moments. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. All right. Good night. You're just going to have those yeah, moments. Yeah, I think for me, I was an over-communicator. And then he was, like, 
not the best communicator. So we had to find a, a level spot on where to meet on that for both of us. Yeah. Because you were more driven than I was. Yeah. So we just had to meet. And I feel like where we are now is like, we know that balance. Yeah. It's like where I'm not draining you, you're not draining me. Like yeah. You're not getting on my nerves because I have to. Yeah. So kind of like <laughs> rapid fire, like yeah. just give some rapid fire, like little tidbits and tips for long distance. Like, you know, what she just said, you know, um, just be sure you're not being self-centered. Like I know pride can come into a lot. Like you, you think, you know what the other person wants or what you want, yeah. but be open to changing what your expectations were. Cause mm. I was, I was so set, like, this is how it's going to go. We're going to have this firm relationship. Blah, blah, blah. Cause we have Jesus in it and it's not, it's not always that easy. So I would say be open to changing your plan and just like be willing to change it and then hear their side of things. Like don't just listen to what you want, like listen to their needs and wants too. That's a big proponent of expectations comes from social media. Especially oh, with yeah. Christian pages. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'll see Sadie Robertson and all these like, <laughs> Sadie Robertson and her husband. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and all that stuff. I'm just like Yeah, so kind of dive into that. Like okay. something that I've really learned from Thornton Charity and a big reason why I want them on the podcast is because of how like in singleness I was able to look up to you guys so much and like learn from charity, especially like, cause she's here and we're both in Norman. Um, but what is like your rules for social, not rules, but boundaries for social, social media? media? Yeah. Well, my, my very first thing was, uh, cause like ever since social media, like ever since I knew about social media, I was like, I'm not going to be that person posting a couple of books and all that stuff because I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I wanted to keep private yeah. it's not that i'm ashamed of you it's just privacy and i think it's more special when it's just kept in private which isn't bad and it's like social media is not really a necessity like we survived so long i mean the egyptians built the pyramids did they have social media and the technology they had no taking so, selfies the pyramids and they I mean, <laughs> just <laughs> built <laughs> well but if you think about it it's just like well do i really need it and it doesn't really have to be in my life and so you just reflect and you have those moments so there's a time where I was, uh, I was never going to delete social media because all I had, I had it was just memes, you know, and there's nothing wrong with memes, you know, but it, you know, sometimes it's just like, man, I'm mature. I'm just going to get rid of it because it, it wasn't really adding value to me. So my thought is like, don't have social media unless you're having it for a purpose. You know, mm-hmm. if you're just doing it for fame and just acceptance, it's not, mm-hmm. that's going to bleed into other parts of your life relationships, friendships, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I almost deleted that, but then someone else told me not to, but that's another story for another time. But we just, um, yeah, I was like, Hey, I'm not posting you. All right. I took that really you. hard. I was like, why not? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, of course. I was but, like, I'm not posting you. It's just, Hey, if yeah. you have a problem with that, then. Charity, yeah, how did you work through that? I, I first was like, okay, wow, you just want to be different. That's just, that's your pride. Uh. <laughs> and I like being different. <laughs> I know, that's what I was saying. Like, why, why, like, you can be, you can be different around your friends, but don't be different around me. Yeah. So I just, I was like, okay, actually tell me why. Because, you know, mm-hmm. guys would be prideful if their girls would be like, why are you posting me? Like, well, if I can tell you I love you in private, why do I have to post that on social media for other people to know? Like, that's... if I'm telling you, what do people need to know that was a no? Yeah, point. that's good. Yeah. Good point. Like, why do I really want to post it? 
is really to show, I mean, showing off is not bad. I'm not saying people who post are bad. Like, this is just for us personally. For So what we do is, like, we don't want to post, like, like do a post on Instagram or something that will be there permanently because say things don't work out and you have to delete your pictures, everybody's going to be in your business. Oh, like, yeah. It's just, it's so obvious. Or if you post information that really people don't need to know, it's just, it creates drama that doesn't bring Jesus in. Mm-hmm. And it will distract us from the main goal, which is to work through things and get closer, I guess. Yeah. So. And also from a security standpoint, so yeah. like like major cybersecurity, but I also do social media, and so I cannot have, like I I uh, I'm very strict on what I post on social media. So like for work and stuff, yeah, I post that for work because that's just me, and no one else is getting hurt. And I've had some interesting stuff on social media. Like somebody called me the N word and all this stuff. And yada, didn't yada, you yada. receive a death threat one and time? A, and a death threat, yeah. Somebody literally like went through my Instagram, went to our little server page, and told me to go KMS because I was talking about God and stuff. And I was like, oh. And then he left. And I was like, oh, there goes that. And so like, why would I want someone like someone went so far to go into a server that's not even on Instagram? Yeah. Just to tell me to KMS. So imagine how far someone else would go just to get to her and say yeah. all those sorts of stuff. And and then people have all these types of technology where you can put faces on people who are doing uh, porn and stuff. And that's even worse. So it's just like, I think of the extreme, which can be good or bad, but I thought of it as just like, I just don't want her getting hurt because of what I'm doing. And when you first said that, I was like, I can take it. It's not that serious. You're getting too deep. Yeah, but until I said, like, well, someone called me in words, someone gave me death threats. Like, could you really, like, handle all those messages, you know? Yeah. I just had to take it as, okay, I could look at this and be like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But again, what I said, like, being open mm-hmm. to what the other person is. And if you love someone, you're really going to hear them. Like, yes. You're going to hear them. Even if they sound more crazy sometimes. Yeah. You're going to hear them. So I, out of, like, loving, <laughs> out of loving him and understanding where he was coming from i was like i respect where you're coming from and i will i am willing to give up posting because like i wow. post my friends i post all that i love doing that i love being part of social media but i really understood the more thing of like having a more private relationship and like people aren't always in our business and we're like we have that green light to like grow on our own and not have pressure from other people so and already knowing that she is already in the spotlight I don't want to be in the spotlight like that because mm-hmm. I don't have control. Right. It's like I was okay being in the spotlight for work because that's my calling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I'm willing to be in the spotlight for that. And I'm about to be in the spotlight again next year. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> but it's just, but, but God, God has his ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was a hard stop on that social media stuff from the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I would recommend guys or any, or girls, if they were thinking about this, um, I would recommend say it at the very beginning of the relationship because the person may not understand you if you start saying it in the middle. Yeah, so true. They, they might be thinking, why are you stopping? You don't like me anymore? But it just caused a whole nother mess. So that's why I started at the beginning. Like I knew this is what I wanted. I know. I still I, thought he was crazy though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I got there. I got people there. People thought before. I was. The only people that thought I, that um that knew I wasn't crazy was my mentor and my friends in St. Louis and my family too, basically because yeah. like they like we're all not in that culture of like social media. I have to post. Yeah. 
even when Charity told me that y'all made that decision, like I even kind of gave her a look at first and then she was yeah. like, hold on, let me explain. And then she explained <laughs> it and I was like, wait, that is like so smart. Is, like, really close to me yeah. It's really, it's like there's yeah. something. So much more depth behind, behind it. it. Yeah. yeah. And what I told her, I was like, why are you getting so pressed about something you don't need? And that's when I knew it was a serious problem. Yeah. Like I knew it was a problem with our culture, but then yeah. seeing it firsthand, I was like, this is a problem but that even became like a standard for me though the mm -hmm. fact that you guys did that and it was like a chain reaction to me and now i tell like everybody yeah. <laughs> i'm like hey y'all should not vote each other because there's it's, so many reasons not that bad. i mean you probably hear it now like okay that's the end which every relationship is different everybody's relationship if you guys post amazing that's it just depends on you guys yeah but i will say it's very rewarding to really consider is posting healthy yeah because you definitely will not regret not posting yeah, I, I said no posts at all, but she'll post a story every now and then, which yeah, I will. Which we compromised on and we both agreed, so. And yes. compromise is so important in yes. relationships, too. Yes. yes. I wouldn't do it if you, like, fully, fully disagree. Even though my want is no, at like, no posting at all. Doesn't that's you open and be like, okay, I want Well, yeah, I know. My dream yeah, was like, yeah. we don't post at all. And then the one post would make yeah. people surprised. And even if like, <laughs> <laughs> the rain. even if like when Charity does post though, like I can only say, um, it's always not like directly your face. It's like you guys walking together or like mm -hmm. the flowers you bought or like, it's not directly just like y'all's faces in it being mm -hmm. all cuddly with each other. Mm -hmm. Like it's very discreet, but also like it's private, but not secretive. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it's, yes, private, not secretive. I, I hate, I hate seeing couples. It makes me cringe seeing couples on Instagram. Yeah, that was always my thing. <laughs> and I, in being in a relationship, I'm still cringe. I still cringe at at other people, even though I'm still in a relationship. I'm just like, no. We live the work on PDA in public, like holding hands. Was yeah. I had so much grace for Valentine. Well, you're gonna have to hold my hand. Yeah, you're gonna have to hold my hand. At least hold my hand. I am not a yeah. big PDA person. I hated seeing other people do it, so why would I want to do it myself? But then compromise. But then, yeah, compromise. <laughs> yeah. 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 So kind of just to end our time because we only have like a couple minutes here, but just call out some like characteristics in each other. Just like honor each other in that way, and also just they can be funny too. Like you can say something silly, but yeah, just like you what do you first. see in each other? You have yours. I'm still thinking about. I like, okay, so something I like about Thornton is he's very confident in himself and what he does. Like, he's grown a lot in his social media, and he has his own page. Um, and he's grown a lot with um, leading others at his school. And so seeing him grow on his own and listening to what God wants from him and him, like, walking it out is honestly really attractive for me as a Christian girl because I want someone that's going to lead me. So mm -hmm. if he's leading himself, that's already, like, a green flag for me. Um, and I also just like how how caring he is. Like in public, you may not see it because of course PDA is not his biggest his biggest, <laughs> his biggest <laughs> strength. But like when we're when we're just together or we're talking one on one, he's very passionate about about us, about what he's doing, and he's very caring about like the small things. So. Oh, so yeah. sweet, Lauren. What about you? No, the fact that she can see the good in people and in any person almost so I, true. I automatically <laughs> look at a person. I'm just like, all right. What's your angle here? Which is like, it can be a bad thing and also can be a good thing. It just mm -hmm. depends. Um, yeah, it's my thing. See, hearing my dad's stories and learning from him, just like, don't trust everybody. And seeing how my mom grew up in college, finding friends that she thought were her quote friends, and she, they're not, they're not her quote friends yeah. anymore. So I was just like, all right, I need to be careful 
in just in life. Like from a young age, I knew I need to be careful who I spend mm-hmm. my time with. Uh, so I just automatically saw, I'm like, you are bad until you <laughs> prove otherwise. Uh, but seeing her do that, like, helped me find grace for people. Oh. So I'm more like, all right, you have the potential to be, do good and do bad. I'm going to give you a chance. <laughs> a chance. At least one chance. <laughs> At least one chance, maybe three, but um, but but yeah, uh, that's how I approach one of my uh, friends in St. Louis. He just reminded me of somebody I knew here. And I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, dude, this guy's the the spitting image of that jock in the movies. And yeah, like, I just cannot deal with him. Now he's my best friend. I'm just like, well. And that was a lesson I had to learn, but it was, but it was also like learning from her, just her seeing the niceness in people. Oh, wow. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thanks for talking to us on the podcast. I'm going to leave their Instagram links in the bio of this if you guys want to go find them on Instagram. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for your time and talking to our people. <laughs> if you guys want to uh, just follow along with the Soleil Del Gloria podcast, you can go to the Instagram at podcast. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.